Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, happy he checks his calendar and his imaginary watch Wednesday. Welcome into the PH Next Rising podcast. Max, you Everyone. always find a way to make me cringe before we even start. It's kind of it's kind of who I am, man. Let's call yeah, it what it is. is. You know, when you, get to, is. when you get to my edge, you'll understand. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast, everyone. Appreciate you joining us on this fine hump day. I am Mr. Max Simpson, and I'm joined by a man who, well, honestly, I kind of have to watch my shoulder because, you know, he might just uh, try to beat me up or something. Mr. Owen Evans, how we doing? Yeah. That's, that's all you got? Yeah. That's all you got. <laughs> Oh, this is fair. Well, also, special shout out. We're also uh, joined by another man in the room, Mr. Jacob Franklin, who just graduated today with his master's. How we doing, buddy? Thrilled. Right, can can you show people the, the regalia you're wearing? He feels cold, so he's... No. What? Yeah. <sighs> this man is in full robe, and I'm trying to showcase people your glory, but, you know, anyway, that's okay. You know, speaking of people who... Uh, you know, have gotten schooled. Uh, Phoenix Rising beat Loudoun United 3-1 this past Saturday. We're going to get into that one and a bunch of... Uh, oh, my God. We're teams. really going for the greatest <laughs> hits of Max's We're kind of broken, broken today. Uh, but we're yeah. going to get into a little recap of Saturday's match, as well as previewing and looking ahead upcoming match against Tampa Bay Rowdies. But, you know, speaking of Loudon's match, let's get right into that. Rising win, 3-1 against Loudoun United. You know, man, it was something where in the buildup to the match, especially coming after that, uh, for lack of a better term, horrid uh, performance against New Mexico United. Well, that was a game with two halves, to be fair. I mean, actually, quite literally, it was very different. But, um, you know, you want to see this team come out, perform on the attacking foot, and the first half hour... We nah. didn't see that at all. We saw possession, which we've seen, which didn't lead to anything, which we've seen. And yet, almost seemingly out of nowhere, and the, the club actually posted the uh, seven-pass sequence, if, I recall, if I'm recounting mm-hmm. correctly, where you see the ball floated in from Fede Varela, headed across back from Manuel Tiaga to Jose Andres Hernandez to open the scoring. And it was something where that little bit of buildup that we've seen from Rising actually combining into the vertical ball from outside the box. I haven't really seen that wrinkle of, 
okay, we're actually going to be a bit more offensive on the front foot and leading to a goal. Most of the time, it's been either a mischance or that ball just doesn't doesn't come off. But it was something where that was a very encouraging pass sequence that has a little bit of what Rising wants to do with also what they need to do. It was, but at the same time, I think, and, and maybe this is being overly negative, I think at the same time, you have to consider the fact that nine times out of 10, that ball's not being played back in across. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Uh, the cross itself isn't really finding anyone in a position that you'd normally want to find mm -hmm. someone. It finds someone on the byline in a position that, in that case, because of the way they were all playing, yes, Jose Andres Hernandez gets himself into a good spot to get that ball that comes back in across uh, and taps it in from point blank range with mm -hmm. no one in the way. But I think nine times out of ten, that probably, if you're just looking at the initial cross, doesn't result in a goal. Um, now, they take a lot of energy from that. And they do actually create some better chances then shortly after. Mm -hmm. And that's important. That was the kind of spell that we needed to see from this team. Feeding off the energy of that home crowd and just getting themselves into a position whereby they could add to the lead. And they did do that, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Manuel Arteaga with a, a very good finish. Um we, we've criticized him for his finishing. He came out and had a very good game, I think. He gets the one goal, he gets the one assist. Mm -hmm. You can't really complain with that after the criticism that we that we put in his way, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we were saying after the last game against New Mexico that he probably should have been dropped, really, for the game oh, against certainly. Loudon. Um, and he actually he, he pushed on through all of that. I mean, Juan after the game saying, look, we, we try and lift players up rather than that's get? how we get there. Um Yes, we, we address these kind of things with form, but we're, we're more looking to try and lift players up to get them out of, the, uh, out of those kind of places. So, look, I, I mean, it was a complete turnaround from him. I think he had a much better game um, than, than he had the previous couple of weeks. And uh, I'm sure then as a result, we'll probably still see him playing come the weekend. Oh, certainly. I mean, to BJ's point, you know, he's saying that Arteaga made something out of nothing. I Absolutely. Mean, really, really, that, cro that cross... Uh, where he heads it across to Jose Andres Hernandez, we're we're right there on the touchline, just out oh, of yeah. frame, just out of frame, maybe slightly in frame of um, the broadcast, and we're watching it, and you see that ball looped in, and you're thinking, oh, that's surely out. And I mean, to his credit, he kind of reaches for it, gets something on it. I mean, I th also think the goalie took a bit of an adventurous angle, but I mean, that's not trying to take away from the goal. It's something where he really did make something out of nothing, heads it back across, and. Then you got a game on our hands. I mean, he scores that second one. And the thing that I saw in his play that I think I, I touched on a bit in our post-match is in the moments where he has to, I would say, think a lot or make a decision or run with the ball or something where, you know, you have to do multiple steps. If a ball gets played in over the top, has to settle, or he has to dribble a man on. That's not as much where we've seen his strength lie. In the two goals he scored against San Diego Loyal and in other positions where he looks threatening, again, he is a guy who he finishes within the box, and he is a one-touch, like, boom, let's shoot the ball kind of forward. That's where he excels, and that's where you saw it on that goal that he scored, the second one of the match, where it's just a one-touch, boom, finish, curls it in from a nice angle, but it's like... He just gets set up and hammers at home. That's where his strength needs to be. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, look, the thing about being that big guy in the attack is that you need to be able to not just... I mean, and, and Juan said this in preseason, actually, when, when I was talking to him. I believe it was the game against Atlanta um, yeah. after that match where he was saying, look, when you've got a guy like Manu up there... You want him not just getting... Look, when you've got a striker, it's not just what do they do when they're scoring. When they're scoring, obviously, they're putting the ball in the back of the net. So what are they doing when they're not scoring? Uh, and we, that's what we saw again. He's creating a chance out of nowhere. Um, he... 
ultimately gets on the score sheet himself. So, yeah, I think that the, the pitchforks for Manuel Arteaga need to go away a little bit. Just for a bit, at least. You've got to give him a bit more time. Now he had the game. He stepped up back again. Yeah. Um, give him time to try and work into it. Give him time to try and get himself into form. Um, <laughs> is Max buying beers? Yes, he is. Um, I'm sure he will at some point for someone will. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, no, I mean, I, I think yeah. it's something that we've said is... You're buying he, beers, yeah. Oh, it's something that we said where he's always the the type of striker where he's getting chances. It's not that he's not, ha you know, having shots created for him. It's the fact that, you know, we've criticized him for his lack of form and his lack of scoring. But we've seen, you know, there, there are those matches where if you get him in the right opportunity... Sure, he's going to still miss some, but, to, you know, Saturday was one of those where he ended up really coming through. But, you know, we thought that that second goal might have been the one that broke Pegasus's back, but turns out it was <laughs> it was uh, not really to be... Oh, come on. That was a good one, no. Pegasus. Come on. That was a good one. That wasn't even my joke. That was in the chat earlier in the week. But um, anyway, it's we thought that that second goal was going to be the decisive one, or at least one to really put the game out of reach. And yet, Rising, man, they really love to either give away goals or opportunities, whether it's a yellow card, red card, whatever, in the last 15, I would say five to 10 minutes of the last five to 10 minutes of the first half or the five to 10 minutes um, coming out of the second half, it's something where this team, like, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, that's really tough for them. And they let in this goal and give it an own goal to Kev Lambert. But I mean, Seemingly out of nowhere. That was really Poor. Loudon's only opportunity of the game. And it no. wasn't, it was a half chance at best. No, exactly. And it's one of those things whereby you've got to uh, realistically do better. Um, set piece goals always frustrate coaches. They, they just always do. Um, because there's almost always something you could have done better to fix that. It's not like you're getting picked apart by a team here. Um, on a set piece goal, someone's probably lost their man. Someone's probably uh, not getting in the right positions they should be in um and at the end of the day there wasn't enough pressure i think on the initial shot rocco rios nova gets down he does make the save mm -hmm. but with kev lambert also trying to chase that ball it's in there one. it just takes a very awkward little deflection yeah. comes off of rocco comes off of pretty much like the inside of kev's leg and just bounces across the line there's there's not much you can do there i know people were asking before uh they thought that kev had uh didn't touch it until after it crossed the line eh, no 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 he, he gives it the boot after it's crossed the line so he's ah. trying to keep it out right but it does come off of him Rocco kind of parries it onto Kev mm. and then it bounces on in so yeah I think we should actually just just to address some of the things in the chat here quickly I mean I know that BJ's saying can he perform on Saturday uh going man Pat here with the it's nice to see him have a good game until it's proven to be more than a one-off questions are still valid certainly I don't disagree however I would say this he did also have a good game at home against San Diego Loyal. Um, he's inconsistent. He's been very inconsistent, yeah. I think, so far this season. Um, so, yes, I think questions are valid, yes. But at the same time, I feel as though the pitchforks have to be put away a little bit there just because, again, this is a guy who has just had a good game. You, you want to hopefully push him on to... Um, to, to ultimately get into a good run of form. That's the thing. Strikers thrive on confidence normally. Um You've got to be confident to take those shots on to to actually, you know, not overthink them. Um, there are a lot of times you'll see forwards whereby they're at their best where, quite frankly, they don't have time to think. Mm -hmm. um, they yeah. just have to take the shot. Um, 
you don't have time to overthink. And I, I think, look, you've just got to give him a bit of space now to give him the next couple of games, see how he does, see if he can try and get himself into a good run. And if he can then rising you're in a decent enough place now of course yes i get the questions i get the concern um and i understand as well that some of that concern comes from the fact that in in previous seasons he hasn't always been the most consistent um mm. and so what we're seeing now isn't necessarily a shock he had a couple of good games last year and a lot of games where he didn't really create very much but you still gotta give him a little bit of time it's still early it's still early yeah i mean i think i think the thing is and i get the fans frustration is it's the opportunities that he hasn't been finishing are ones where, you know, not all goal or, op or attempt is the same. Some are more difficult than others, but there's just been ones where, I mean, it's sitters. just a lack. It's a, well, it's sitters. Sitters. It's a lack. Yeah. It's a lack of composure. Yeah. And I think when he's able to get it, and especially we've seen in the situations where he thrives are like we're saying the ones that are simple so i would say you know you know you know maybe not completely put away the pitchforks but certainly you know you don't have to raise them full extension of the arm you know bring it like bring it to like hip side you know like keep it keep it close tucked in uh, but no on the real you know hopefully you see, you think this is one where it galvanizes him brings some confidence and i mean that's really the name of this game like a goal or performance like that again one goal one assist in that match against loud united you really hope that like you know not motivates a player but like it's like you can do it. Like you, you got to put the ball in the back of the net, and take that monkey off the back a little bit from you, and like get it going. I'm talking about confidence, Babacar getting a goal. Yeah, and I know you, I mean, defended, you defended him more than you the defended him more than I know how man. good the goal was. Oh, it was what I'll a, say. I double down. It's a nice the, fin goal. the finish is simple in the end. Stop it's a very it. no. It is Stop a simple it. finish because he's caught the keeper wrong-footed there. The keeper is completely off balance, leaning the wrong way, and he has pretty much the entire third of the goal to aim at. My the reason why it's I, a simple finish. No, no. no, he creates it. He creates it by pressuring at the right moments, by getting in there, by winning the ball, and by going across goal in such a way that you will catch the guy off. But the finish actually, and that's where I think our problem has been with Bow in the past, is the finishing hasn't always been there. The finish I thought was quite simple in this case. I think he made it simple. Because of the simple, touch yeah. that he put, it wasn't just the pressure. The pressure was fantastic. If he does not take that step over and rolls the ball from his left foot to his right foot, and he just shoots first time or does anything else to it. That defender is right there. That is getting that that is that ball is getting intercepted. Or if he tries to shoot it, it's going square in the middle of the goal because goalie has good positioning. That step over move to switch it to the other foot is so expertly done. And that really does take for a player who wants to redeem himself, who's probably going a million miles an hour to slow your mind down, to slow your body down and have that composure. Completely disagree. That is not a simple finish. He must have made it, it that way. It is a simple finish. He made it that way by bringing it from his left to his right and then off the right foot. Oh, certainly he created the space because of what he did, though. Not a simple finish overall. In no, the shot, know, but maybe, again, but that's, not that's my point. The actual finish, and again, that is the point I'm making here. His finishing has been what's let him down. Okay, I mean, sure, in the past, sure. that has been him. But that, he has gotten into positions where he should be putting it on frame, and he isn't putting it on frame. In this case, he wasn't able. No, he has seriously over the entirety of his rising career that has been a problem. I'm not disagreeing. With you. What I'm saying is the left, the the step over, the rollover from the left foot to the right foot is part of the finish. It may not be the shot, but that is part of the finish. Benny just bluebird. No one asked you. Max has no idea about good defense. He supports first. We are not talking about this. Someone says stoppage time. Did okay, I hear stoppage no. time? Goals no, no, in stoppage no, no, time. No, 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 no. No, let's, okay. Uh, no, okay. No, we're we're yeah. getting. But here's the thing. It's still great. It's great uh -huh. to get him to get him uh -huh. that confidence and actually the bounce back from a guy who was, I think, 
really down after that game in New Mexico. I mean, under, he saw what he posted on Instagram, yeah. right? He took a lot of responsibility for the fact that he got sent off in that position. Um, and, and he uh, ultimately, uh, again, I, I think, look, it's good to... And there's actually another thing that BJ say. Well, the other point on the golfer, Jai, he's always been frantic and too quick. He did well with the calmness. Very yeah. composed. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think the move as a whole, he does fantastically with it. I just think the finish itself is a little bit easier are, by the end. We are literally... He creates we're talking easy. circles in, uh, amongst each other. We're saying the same thing. I, I, well, I, I, I accept your agreeing, agreeing of me. He's Thank just, you very much. He's just... Picking fights for some reason. Uh, I do want to fight. But anyway, you know what? What are we talking? Should we talk a little bit about injuries? Yeah. Should we move on? Of the squad, not the one I would inflict on you. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but yes, yes, you you did. You were able to speak to Juan. Hear a bit of update on how the squad on Gabby is Torres specifically. Yeah. yeah. So let's have a listen actually to what Juan said about Gabby Torres's recovery. We're talking about hopefully two weeks, two and a half weeks until he starts this. I mean our return to train and then we'll see how fast we can get him ready to return to play so i'll say probably two weeks he'll be probably less than that already joined the squad in training i freaking love it i mean it's that's good i mean especially especially down that left hand side my gosh like we've it's something it's like you've missed him especially the past couple weeks i mean he you know he's, he's bagged a couple of assists throughout the season just a guy who you know, he 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 knows what to do in that position. Is he always going to deliver a man of the match performance? Not necessarily, but like he's a guy where you see him on that side opposite of Uzo on the other side. And like, dude, that's a lethal combo. You can't overload the defense to one side. You see his link up play with Danny Trejo. As certainly. Well. The way oh, that he certainly. plays Trejo in. Mm. And he's done it a couple of mm. times already this season. Um, two of Trejo's free goals coming off assists by Gabby Torres. Well... That's good news on his front. Emmy Emmy Equajo, mm-hmm. um, still in recovery at the mm-hmm. moment. Okay, um, I, I hesitate to speculate on on when or where we'll see him involved going forward. What I do know is this: is still waiting on a bit of swelling to go down. He's had to have some injections. Okay, so there's this. It's still a work in progress sure. to get Equajo back into this squad. Um, which is disappointing. We'd seen some positive signs from him as well. Um, you ultimately want to see this rising team healthy, and they haven't really been pretty much all season. Um, that That's a concern. Um, but at the same time, what we're seeing is a team that is dealing with an injury crisis almost on a permanent basis, and yet mm-hmm. is very hard to beat. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good oh, thing. Certainly. This team clearly has... A, a reasonable amount of depth in it, broadly yeah. speaking. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but they they ultimately are very difficult to beat, which is a great thing come the end of the season. Um, Certainly. How many times have we seen teams kind of get into the playoffs and just by being a team that's difficult to beat, find themselves progressing and progressing and progressing? Because that that's the key thing here. You, you just need to not lose... And then at the very least, even if you're playing a very good team, you've got the great leveler at the end, which is kicks from the mark. It's, I mean, yeah. It's, Orange it's, County did it. They won the not, cup. You're not, you're not wrong. You're, you're not wrong. No, it's it's something where... Like, you've got to be a team that can take the game to others. Yes, you want to be able to beat lesser teams. Yes, but the biggest thing is being able to know how to not lose. Yeah. That's actually that's a very good point. No, it's uh, especially when you're weakened, like they are at the moment. It's something where you, well, you certainly don't want to leave to that. You are absolutely right, especially as it gets into crunch time. But I think that's the beauty is the cavalry for this team. It's coming, and the, the way this team performs, yes, it is ha- like we are not excusing that they have had off games. They have had certainly some lapses. The cavalry in is coming. Flow. It's just later than a train at this point. 
yeah. and it might get delayed again when there's another injury might, in the meantime i'm sure might, maybe there's more than one cavalry but uh yeah you know american history but um you know it's something where this team it's consistently shifting the chemistry and having to work in pieces. And it's not just in one position, but like all across the board. And that's something where it's not excusing the lack of attacking prowess or just the inconsistencies from here to there. That is a still something we say is a systemic team issue, but being able to even grind out results or, you know, we've seen for a good stretch of games, improving week over week and you know, in the offensive attack slowly but surely. But even like something like we said, the defense has had a pretty solid performance consistently throughout the season. And even with, you know, different injuries to the back line, a little bit of shifting out in the wingbacks positions, like that's impressive. That is not for not. No, no. Yeah. Well, it's exciting to see the squad come together again. You know, for those of you who didn't join, Rising, again, the 3-1 win against Loudoun United. You know, really, those first two goals, it was, uh, some let's say, uh, buy one, get one uh, offer. And that's exactly what we have with you for our friends at Circle K. Oh, boy, it's that time of year. Text. He's doing friends. it again. <laughs> Text He's our, doing it again. <laughs> you know, Circle K, we've got quite the deal for you. We're teaming up with them, you know, through our amazing partnership. If you'd go ahead and you text P H N X to three one three one zero. You, yes, you watching or listening, you're gonna get a buy one get one free. That's a bogo, a buy one get one free on thirty two ounce Polar Pops. You know it's hot as heck. I'm not just talking about Rising's form. That is. But you got to, you know, get in on the Polar Pops. It's delicious. It's nice, cold, refreshing. Get whatever you want in there. Again, text PHNX to 31310 to get BOGO Polar Pops from our friends at Circle K. Do it. Do it now. It's going to look freaking amazing. It sounded so aggressive when you said do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't finish. That's not copyright. Do it, if you're, do it if you're in Albuquerque because there's nothing else to do there, right? Dang. There was a Circle K right by my hotel and that was about it. But, 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 but here's the uh, caveat. It's actually for our Arizona friends only. So those of you who are supporting Phoenix mm. Rising locally, you get the benefit of that. So there you go. So Circle K. Get them before you get to Albuquerque them. because, yeah, actually don't. Just don't go to Albuquerque. Get it in yeah. That's my gosh one. all right let's just don't go to albuquerque well i don't know how to transition out of that other than saying thank god uh, we've finally done it <laughs> we've broken that man don't worry i'll come up with one later no but uh we also want to shout out our friends <laughs> gosh uh our friends at four peaks i did see albert earlier in the chat uh met him person at the uh, nfl draft day live watch party we did uh last week for the cardinals uh you know the uh some might, some not me some might said the real football um but yes yeah, nice seeing him in person uh check out our friends at four peaks at their a street pub they got all the good stuff going check them out at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub on instagram to keep up with arizona's best hometown brewery you must be 21 years or older to enjoy and drink four peaks please do so responsibly yes all right well speaking of response i actually don't have a transition for that but it doesn't have any transitions at, anymore we've uh, really broken ant-man here yeah. don't you worry i'll come back yes. to it i'll come back to it no but you know looking ahead to the tim bay rowdies um it's a matchup where oh gosh we were kind of talking about it off air a bit before we started two games like, two loss well yeah, man, it's just a weird team this year. Like, you go into the season thinking Tampa Bay, okay, usually top of the table, force be reckoned with. 
And like in some matches, dude, they're just, I don't know what to make of them, honestly. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very, very messy. Um, I mean, in some ways, I know a week or two ago, I was po posing the question of, um, are they the Phoenix Rising of 2023? Mm. The big team that ultimately fail, um, that underperform, that are expected year by year to be a title contender and instead find themselves glued towards the bottom. Now, at the moment, they are in the playoffs, of course. Um, but that one, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I mean, anything is better than last year, right? From Phoenix Rising mm -hmm. against Tampa Bay Rowdies. 5-1 humiliation at home. Oof. After Luis Manuel Sejas gets the lead for Rising 15 minutes in, you get Jake LaCarver, Deon Harris, Jake Araman, two own goals then. You got Sievert Haugley and Ryan Flood. And then just to really rub salt in the wound, after that fifth goal goes in a minute later, Joey Farrell picking up a second yellow card. Rising were embarrassed at home in that game. Um, it was a game that gave birth to the notorious Rick Shantz shrug. Uh, in the post game with the, the questioning of do you think that right that the fans deserve better and he gives the shrug um and yeah i mean from there it felt like that was a very bad point because it's yeah. look you can justify losing to tampa the year before rising goes away to tampa and loses 2-1 fair enough yeah away from home sure tough game they showed some fight in the second half, trying to get back in. Santi Moore putting the team on his back. Yeah. 5-1 loss, though, to Tampa Bay at home. You don't really get away with that, do you? No, not really. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting this time around, especially given the form both teams have having, rising, you know, seemingly getting better each match, and then just a string of, I guess, Tale of two halves, as we've kind of said, of, you know, with San Antonio and New Mexico, uh, just completely kind of weird performances with the red cards or, you know, a double yellow red card and then a straight red in those super weird how they play out where, again, Tampa Bay. I mean, man, like I just think neither team really riding super hot form or at least not for a sustained period of time. I think it's really this one's going to come down to and it's like, you know, color me shocked, but it's whoever is going to really be the offensive threat first and take it to them. I mean, Tampa Bay, I don't think you can necessarily bank on the home field advantage. Rising has played their fair share on the road, bagging a, a win as well against Birmingham Legion. So we'll see, man. Like, I really think this match is kind of a toss-up in a way. Yeah. You know what, though? Let's, let's have a little look here because Juan Guerra played alongside neil collins mm. they both played in tampa bay along with each other I can feel and uh, i did actually oh, okay. speak to, oh, to juan today about his relationship with uh, with neil so let's have a listen to that one um i actually talked to him two and a half weeks ago before they faced san diego so it's uh it's a good friend it's a good friend of mine we we played together for a year and a half and then he started his coaching career a year and a half earlier than I did, probably two years, but we've always been in touch. We've always been in touch and it's someone that I respect a lot. It's, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in this league. And I know a lot of people are thinking that the Tampa, you know, I mean, this year they're struggling and they're not doing a good job. I think that the week that you think that, or the coach or team that approaches the week uh, thinking that way, it's when Tampa is gonna wake up. So we got to make sure that, that we approach this week with, uh, with the right levels of responsibility and understanding who we're facing and, and where we're going. 
and also understanding that what I said earlier to you is this is an important month for us because of the games that we have and who we're facing and we want to make sure that we start with the right foot mm. I like that he said start on the right foot we play you know the game with our feet anyway um no but it's, oh, no. Uh, it's why are you doing this right but no Max <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling us back into of course a please. semblance of sensibility do, here actually something that that um just add a little bit more context to that actually with Juan and Neil is that uh, Juan was a, a defensive midfielder. Um, Neil was a centre back, so they were also pretty. You know, they had to play pretty closely yeah, on that field. Absolutely. Yes, um, you described him back as a player as being a bit nuts. Um, so, <laughs> as a compliment, of course, of course you want naturally. that in a centre back. Sometimes you do want that in a centre back. Um, and we've actually seen that a bit for, from Neil as a coach as well. We saw it the first time that these two sides met. Of course, they should have met in that 2020 final. We're definitely not still bitter about that. Never. Definitely not still bitter about the money that it cost to get out to Tampa and then there'd be no game. But... Yeah, we're um, definitely not bitter about that. No, I'm definitely not. Never. Definitely not. Never would. Nope. No. Wouldn't do so. Certain, definitely would not. No, no, yeah, no. We're very definitely much not. We're very definitely, much absolutely not. But the first time <laughs> these two sides met in 2021 did take place in St. Pete. And after that game, we saw, of course, that little bit of an altercation. Santi, Moa, and uh, Neil Collins, and Neil doing the whole, like like crying thing there yeah. and it, yeah i mean neil's a bit of a hothead he is yeah he, he, even now even to this day he is um i mean the real thing here that's that's interesting is not knowing quite how they're going to set up mm. right um they, they've looked differently in in their last couple of games they've made some changes uh and it sets up some some really interesting possibilities i guess as to what you're gonna face you don't really know i mean are they gonna play with four at the back five at the back we don't know yeah. We really don't know. No, it's it's something, especially a, a team like that who has that variability. While it might make it difficult for them to kind of get into chemistry, it also kind of makes it difficult to really plan against. But rising, I guess, an advantage or at least familiarity with, you know, some of their squad, like we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So JJ Williams, that's someone that is, of course, a familiar face, Phoenix Rising fans. There's also a guy called Cal Jennings on their team as oh, yeah. well. Um, a uh, former Vegas guy who definitely caused some problems for Rising as well. But you know what? Let's have a listen, actually, because I did speak to Juan about JJ Williams, and then he mentions Cal Jennings in there as well. Let's have a listen. JJ's a, he's a target striker. He's a, he's a big body. He's going he's gonna to keep our three center backs busy. He's gonna make sure that I mean he's a he's a if they play direct he's gonna be someone that can hold up the ball and create spaces in between the lines for for the midfielders to attack. To be honest, is is JJ is uh, Cole Jennings is they they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of weapons. I don't know what what he's gonna utilize. If you would have asked me a month ago or last year or even the year before to prepare for this game, I would know exactly what Tampa was gonna do and Neil's gonna do. Neil switching last game to a back four versus Detroit has us a bit thinking if, if he's going to play a back four or a back five. The reality is that at the end of the day, it's just a formation, uh, how you set your players on the field. But the identity and the behaviors that he's adopted this year have been consistent from game one to the last game they play versus Detroit. So for us, it's just to see what shape he's going to adopt on the field and see who are the players that are in. If Carl Jennings is playing, it's completely different than if JJ is playing. So he can do some different things uh, on the top. So we'll see. We'll see. It's going to it's gonna be a good battle, and I cannot wait for it. 
Yeah, so JJ Williams, I mean, if he does play in that kind of target forward role, that's going to be an interesting one because you've got so much height in that Tampa Bay Rowdies team mm-hmm. that I think it's going to be a bit of a handful for Rising, especially if they do look to kind of play those aerial balls and, and, and challenge them. I think Rising have got quite a few shorter guys on the team. Um, that's just a challenge. That's It's hard to deal with on times. Yeah, I mean, I think we were even looking uh, today at the height of the back line, and it was what? You know, you got a couple six-footers in there. I believe, did we mention, what was it? Kev was probably the tallest back there at 6'4"? Something uh, like six three, yeah, around about there. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're you know we're talking about a game a game of inches here, not to use the cliche, but it's it's something where that's it. Kind of adds up. These are things where those small margins, especially when you're playing, you know, some strikers who like they got size, they got height. Um, it's something that Rising hasn't really had to face in spades this season, and this could pose a different type of challenge for sure. Yeah, and again, it comes down to what are they going to do? Are they going to play with the back four, back five? Are they going to play with Cal Jennings? Are they going to play with uh, JJ Williams? Now, I will say this, JJ Williams, of course, a former Phoenix Rising player. We know what to expect out of him. Hmm. Perhaps more so than uh some of the other players especially in this system uh you can actually by the way uh hear a little bit from jj williams we did have him speak to us this week um and that will be on the pre-game show for those of you who uh may or may not have tuned in in the past of course over on arizona's family sports and entertainment network channel 44 13 on cox uh we'll have a little bit from him some other things as well but yeah you'll hear a bit from jj williams talking about the uh the confidence in that squad after coming off of their Det- win in Detroit on the weekend. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, no, again, 30 minutes before every kickoff home and away. So, yes, great plug there, On uh, Very excited for y'all to check out that interview again, only getting it from our friends at Arizona Family. But I will say, actually, yes, as well, one more player I think that we haven't mentioned but should do is Charlie Dennis. Mm. He was a menace up in Detroit. And, and look, he leads that team in chances created by quite a long way. I think if you can find a way to shut him down, mm-hmm. you're going to go a long way towards uh, finding a way to get a result out in Tampa. Agreed. Uh, Dennis, Dennis the Menace, some yeah. might say. No, no, okay. Nothing for you. All right. Well, All right. So, you know what? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I feel the need right now. So, Max, tell us on live on here. I want to say this now. I know that our. Our friends in the chat, of which there will be some who will get it. Max, what's MSP mean oh to you? Oh what does MSP mean okay, to you? Listen, we're trying to take shots on apparently my lack of a rising Twitter knowledge. He doesn't understand the, the law here. Uh, no, uh, no, I can't say no. that I do. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I've, you know, been, I've been around Rising and I've watched them over the years, but I'm newer to Rising uh, Twitter. I will firmly admit that. Yeah, so MSP Mesa St. Pete. Okay. Don't ask me. Well, it came out. There's a group chat apparently goes around with okay. fans from both teams. I don't know why. Okay, that's but uh, that gets chucked out on Twitter all the time. Okay. MSP. Okay, that's uh, well, it's news to me. Thank yeah. you. Pre- actually, BJ's got a really good point here. Actually, about the height difference here. Don't give up set pieces. That's huge. That's, yeah, that's a fantastic point. Not least sense. because uh, Rocco himself is not the tallest of people to come out and, and gather himself necessarily. That yeah, that's actually a pretty uh, pretty good analysis there. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, even during set pieces, right? We've seen Rising has been vulnerable on set yeah. pieces. I mean, certainly yes, from opening play as well. But like, you see a lot of the, you know, a lot of the goals were at the the home, the home, excuse me, not the home opener, the season opener. Even um, last match, that was technically off of like a build up from set piece. Like, it's, yeah. it's may not happen directly, but like these things, it has to shift how a team plays. Especially you bring the back line back, really messes things up, and especially when you're playing against some taller guys. 
makes it kind of edgy. It does. It does. That causes you a lot of problems. If you and you have to be able to clear your lines. That's something that um, I think on a couple of occasions they haven't um, really. You've got to know how to clear your lines as well, oh, especially in moments like that. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, you know, like we said, we're going to see if Rising is able to get a result. You know who did get a result, though? Last night, it was us at Valley Tap Room. Our friends at you Valley. You can still get a normal volume. Well, I know, but it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an ASMR. Anyway, we got a result last night at Valley. Producer Jacob just scowling. We got a result. Shaking his head. No ASMR there, no. Uh, I mean, no. That's, it's fine. It, he, he finish, finish second in trivia there, though. <sighs> Your Valley Tap Room, we got a result, uh, as well as some of uh, our, our friends who came out. I, I say friends uh, loosely because really it's a bunch of trolls in the chat, but we uh, appreciate you guys coming out. We took seconds. And I got yeah. a couple of clutch answers right, uh, if oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. No, to be fair, you Mostly guys, the ad -related you guys ones. actually we gave turn it to me for the ad-related ad one. And, I came, and he got him. I came through on everyone. He got him. No big deal. Yeah, that's why on they the call back, him Adman. Pat myself on the back. But yes, Adman. check out our friends at Valley Taproom on Instagram, at Valley Taproom. They have trivia every Tuesday at 6.30. Um, you know, apparently every other week, it's a different theme. Uh, this coming Tuesday is 80s night. All kinds of fun stuff. The drinks were flowing. Uh, and yeah, we uh, enjoyed some nice beverages. If you guys are on the east side, um, you know, certainly we have an event going on at Bet MGM Sportsbook, our Cornhole League in our first nights, our first Fridays. But if you are on the east side and you're unable to make it to that, check out Valley Tap Room for their Cinco de Mayo party. So check them out off the 202 and Gilbert. Appreciate our friends there for hooking us up. And, you know, I think I saw it from, I see it from Pat, right? Uh, referencing uh, the famous 12 points or OGs. Well, he's going to do a show on OGs. Oh, gosh, dear. We, you know, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. We had the running bit about Ramon doing a show he never on did OGs. It. He never did it. Which means that Max has Wait, to do it. No, 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 no. Which means I also can uh, can follow the trend of no, no, promising it doesn't. and not no, doing it. No, it doesn't. No, no, no. Well, maybe if you're lucky, because our friends at OGs, all I'm going to say is, you know, if you didn't catch the announcement, they have a new flavor coming out. It is, uh, you know, a pink lemonade. It's very tasty. It's incredibly tasty. They announced it in their dispatch the other day. Incredibly, incredibly psyched for that. And, uh, you know, be on the lookout. Maybe going to do uh, some little something, something with them. But check out more. Are you going to do a show on OGs? Perhaps. Uh, but, you know, we're going to check out our friends at OGs at OGEEZbrands.com. Again, that's OGEEZbrands.com. Dot com. All right. Mr. Owen Evans, uh, you know, this result. We haven't done score predictions, well, have we? I know. I was, I was literally about to like transition to that right now. All right, Mr. Owen Evans, what's Max, your score? I don't trust your transitions. That's you actually know, very man. fair. Like, what? I, I have to get out of right, Mr. Sometimes. Owen Evans, what is your score prediction? Two all. Two all. Two all. Okay. I'm going to go. Going goals. Do you, Lots can of you, goals. Can you, would you mind, um, can you tell me the goal score? Let me tell you who the goal score is going to be. I'm assuming two all rising. Two, 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 two. I yeah. am going to refrain from doing so. Oh, wait, wait, did, did you I say, do not want to divulge so, any potential. Did you just making sure I heard it? Did you say two all or two divulge. nil? Two all. Two all. Okay, two all. Just making sure. Each side is going to score two. I'm going one nil. I will actually. I'll give you the. I'll give you. I'll give you the Tampa goal scorers. Okay. I think that both uh, Williams and Jennings will score. Okay, give me rising and. Ooh, this is a toughie. Give me... Ooh, I'm feeling spicy. I'm feeling Rising going to score off a corner of their own. Give me... 
Give me Fuen Mayor. I don't know Ooh. why. And me, I, don't, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check. I gotta check. Alex Fuen Mayor. I gotta, I gotta check BetMGM at some point because I mean that got to be a, a couple ducats or something like that. But let me chat. Please feel free to check out your core predictions. Speak here, BJ. He's gonna do one uh, while uh, enjoying the OGs himself. Well, apparently Pat thinks show. that I've done all of them on OGs. Which it's just a running. It's actually kind of it's kind of a fair shout. But yeah, uh, chat, please chuck us your score prediction as well. We're seeing three two, a high scoring Ooh. affair from our friend Mr. Thomas. I like that. Anyone else? Anyone else uh, feeling frisky? In the Trejo with a double and Kev off a set piece. He adds. Oh, mm. I like me liking me liking that. Well, we'll keep on having the uh, score predictions come in, but really, you know, it gives us a chance to take a look at around the USL and take a look at some of the key matches from this past weekend. Um, you know, one that kind of sticks out to me that we were talking about. Just read through the scores first, and then we can pull back. Let's, you, you let's do just it, go you, through. You them do it best. Hit it off. Let's look at those USL championship scores. Detroit City nil, Tampa Bay Rowdies one, FC Tulsa one, Sacramento Republic one. As Bruce Arena, I am so sorry. We just have the Bruce Arena or Bruce joining. Arena. No, it's, it is Bruce Arena. It says Bruce. Uh, Bruce Arena. His name says Bruce Max. Uh, I can read. Well, it, I mean, wow. In the what, chat, yeah. Ro U.S. Royalty. Here we go. Yeah, Thank Bruce you for joining Arena. us. Thank you. Of course. Um, whoever is creating these accounts. That is the real one. What do you just mean creating? US coaches if just Bruce Arena created the account. There, yeah, I'm sure he did, yeah. Uh, back to the scores. Indy 11, 1. Pittsburgh Riverhounds, 1. Charleston Battery, 1. Colorado Springs Switchbacks, 2. Memphis 901, 1. Louisville City, 1. San Antonio FC, 1. Las Vegas Lights, 1. New Mexico United 3, Orange County 1, mm. Monterey Bay 0, RGV 0, mm. mm. Oakland Roots 0, Miami FC 0, San Diego Loyal 1, El Paso Locomotive 2, Birmingham Legion 3, Hartford Athletic 2, and the score from tonight, which happened mm. just before we came on air, mm. Miami FC 3, Birmingham Legion one. Yeah, it's a uh, Birmingham Legion is officially weird. Very weird. I team. don't get what to make of them. Yeah, uh, out of all of those results, I mean, you know, they've got the consistency of a very weird lumpy bowl of porridge. Ah, uh, you know, I very uh, inconsistent. Uh, of course, who cannot relate to that? Um, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, a lot of interesting scores. I mean, Memphis nine hundred one. We know that they're having a really down season, but on paper, uh, Memphis versus Louisville would be a, I would say, like a super. Uh, textbook the class of the east in normal years type well, of last matchup. year especially yes i was gonna say one one san antonio Ve uh, las vegas lights that to me is like that's a that's a surprising one yeah a very surprising one yeah and also like can we shout out a minute though a uh, bruise arena in there who feels the need to clarify that he is not uh sore la gm um yeah i mean that's it's kind of it's kind of random. Cool. But, uh, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe that maybe that is Saul. I don't know. Yeah. I, unless uh, he's talking about another Saul, but I, I would say probably not. Yeah. But yeah. I feel so. Look, the the result from tonight, I think you're right, just shows how bizarre Birmingham Legion are having as a season this year. I think El Paso getting a win in San Diego is huge for them. Um, shows again that San Diego are beatable at Torero. Charleston Battery falling to Colorado Springs kind of makes us reevaluate Colorado Springs a lot. We went into this season with a lot of doubts about them. We weren't really sure what to make. Mm. But I tell you what, if you want to talk about impactful games this weekend 
because of what happened since, the most impactful game very clearly here. New Mexico United 3, Orange County 1. Greg has got a brace in that one. And on the other side, Orange County with the first managerial casualty of the season. Richard Chaplow ultimately let go by Orange County mm. after that game. So Chaplow out at Orange County. Uh, we did actually get the chance to hear a little bit from Juan about his thoughts on that move from OC. Let's have a quick listen to what he said. It was sad. It was sad. It's something that, I mean, as, as coaches, you, you never want to see. When, when I was a player, I, I hated it too, because it's, it's some things that you, when you're a player, sometimes you feel a bit responsible when, when those decisions are made. And now being on the coaching side, it's just, it's, it's a bit sad, you know, because I know how much effort, how much work, and how much sacrifice coaches put in uh, every day. And Richard also is a, is a good friend of mine. I've, I've spent a lot of time with Richard in the past probably four years since I've been coaching. We did two coaching licenses together and I know who he is as a coach and also as a person. And then also is this and it's, it's a reality of the business that, that we're in. Richard won it and now things, I mean, the, the results were not as positive as what they wanted on the field and they decided to make to make a change. So this is someone that when we, when, I mean, this is something that when we, when we decided to do this and, and accept this role and do this as a profession, we're willing to live with it as well. You know, I did see um, your reaction to this on Twitter, and it's uh, it, it brings up a good point, the timing of it. Yeah, and Goalie Man Pat here with the same comment. Mm -hmm. It seems a bit early in the season to make a move. Must have been on a very short leash to start. Certainly, I agree. Certainly. Here's the thing, right? To me, if you're going to make the move this early, given where they are in the table, how close they are, you better have been, like... You, you, you better have been awful. Like, I mean... I expect that if you're going to get sacked after eight games, you've lost all eight. If you give that guy an off-season, why give him an off-season if you can have him on that short a leash? Why? Mm. Why waste an off-season with him there? You might you know, you know, might as well give him a little bit longer. I mean, come on. They're, what, two points back off playoffs? They're two points back off the playoffs, they aren't sure they? Are, they sure are. Yeah. yeah. Why are you sacking him now? You're eight games in. Come on. Yeah. Why give him? Why give him the off season? What is the point? What is the point in giving him the off season? Last year was a, an absolute disaster for them. Sack him then. Sack him then. I don't. I don't disagree. Um. I mean, it's you know. I, I agree. It's incredibly worth timing. Playing devil's advocate. Um. You know, they have the worst goal differential in the West. Um. Actually, the entire the entire league. Actually, the worst goal differential in the entire league. Um. Have played the full eight games, so it's not like they have a game in hand to make up for it. Um. But. I do agree. It's incredibly weird timing, and it really it sends sends a message as an organization. Um, I, I personally think of you're not going to do this in the offseason. You're only going to ride with it after these eight matches. It's a it's a tough look, certainly for a team that really in the last handful of years we've seen them kind of have a fall from grace. I mean, you look at them; they've lost four games, right? So lost to New Mexico. Mm -hmm. They lost to Birmingham Legion at home, which Legion are having a very weird year, they but they're still doing well in yeah. their conference. They're certainly. still doing well. They lost to El Paso. Who have had a resurgence lately. And uh, who else did they lose to here? They lost to Lou City. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> you seem amused. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm sorry. These are the games that get you sacked in this league now? You lose to Lou City, yeah. El Paso, Birmingham Legion. And New Mexico. Well, there, yeah. it's, uh, it's, a, it's unforgiving uh, for sure. And, you know, New Mexico. I, I just find that bizarre. It's so yeah. early. And the losses yeah. are against... 
broadly speaking, some of the tougher teams you're going to play. Yeah. Now, they were yeah. at home, a lot of those, to be fair. I'll accept that. But they drew against the Rowdies. They drew against Lights. Drew against Hartford. They won against India 11. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Very short leash. I just don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. It's, I don't uh, get why you invite him back and then sack him after that. It's certainly a toughie for sure. And New Mexico United really just playing uh, a big bully in back-to-back games, kicking, rising out of the U.S. Open Cup. And then this with Orange County, really we see... Greg's finding his form. Greg's finding his form. And I think that, look, rising fans, I'm sure, are happy to see Greg find his form. They're just not happy to see New Mexico win. Yeah. That's, that's a fair way to put it. Um, well, keep you know, looking at where Rising is in the table, they sit in seventh on 10 points, uh, seven matches played. You know, I guess an encouraging thing above is while they are in seventh, all six teams above them have played eight games. So Rising does have a match. And can hand. be level on points with fourth place. Certainly. With a win in that Certainly. game in hand. Absolutely. Granted, they are at a zero goal differential. So unless we see an absolute blowout, they, um, you know, a win would have them jump up a spot. They would be t- level on points with fourth, which sit in sixth place where they would leapfrog Monterey Bay. But hey. This Remember, early- of course, sir, that the, uh, the tiebreakers aren't goal difference. It's not goal difference first. Mm, this is fair it's actually i'm um, just checking because they make they make these up every mm-hmm. year uh head so first is head to head regular season then it's goal difference head to head that's fair then it's I points per game that. versus in conference opponents wow that's uh then it's wins then it's goal difference huh USL makes this up every season. They keep changing it. None of them really are consistent with everyone else does. I get head to head first, but I find that's fair. At least, at least, at least when I check FOMOP, which is uh, where I where I do get the uh, the old stand, the old table standings and everything like that, it uh, it would probably tell me otherwise. I'd say fooey with that. But this is a fair point. Um, it's good. That is very good to know that. But it is a a tiebreaker. Nonetheless, um, down the line, down the line, down number five, line. number five. Oh boy, that is crazy. Well. Uh, you know, speaking of crazy, we got a we got a match to uh, really prepare for and take in on Saturday. A kickoff four thirty. Early doors, early doors. Early, yeah, seriously. Uh, four thirty on Saturday again. Appreciate you guys joining us for this. We are not going to have a Thursday show the next time you will see us. Well, first, it's going to be on the pregame, of course, which kicks off at 4 p.m. again with our friends at AZ Family. And then you'll catch us during postgame after the match ends. Uh, you know, find Owen in Tampa Bay and, of course, me in the dungeon. Yeah, anyone here who wants to uh, toss in some suggestions for St. Pete, I will, of course, always listen. Ooh. There we go. Well, I've got time to kill over there. Yeah, we do. Well, I say we as in you. On that note, uh, appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, good luck to Rising on Saturday. You can follow the show at phnx underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. Double the fun. Double the fun. By the way, no one like noticed that this is the first time in phnx rising podcast history that since they became a partner. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Like, there's no beer. We've not had four peaks, and this is not know. because four peaks has deprived us. I just want to throw that out. We're just uh, it's been a not a day for it's it. Been, it's been a day. Yeah. It's been a day in a good way, but it's all good. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us again. Follow phnx underscore ri- underscore rising on Twitter. Follow me at Max David Simpson. Follow Owen at OJ Evans eighteen. Follow producer Jacob at Jacob underscore Franklin four. Cool. Ooh, yeah, he got there. Let's go. 
let's go. Hell yeah. All right. Well, appreciate you guys. Shout out Devin as well. Just hopping in to remind us. Adman. All right. Well, now I'm going to say sayonara. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll catch you Saturday. But until then. See ya.